Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Book Journeys Radio. We have an exciting episode this week with um, Tisha Morris, who I actually had the privilege to meet um, back in October in Santa Fe, and I'm so excited now to have her on the show. Tisha is a Feng Shui consultant, and she's also author of Feng Shui Your Life. And I really, I think she has a great story for you guys about her process of becoming an author. And also, I want to talk about her second book because that's something that comes up a lot, um, a lot with authors. There's so much pressure on getting the first book right that sometimes we forget we get multiple, multiple at bats. So we're going to talk about. Uh, Tisha's book, Feng Shui Your Life, as well as her forthcoming book, Mind, Body, Home. Um, but for now, let's, um, let me just introduce Tisha. And Tisha, why don't you tell everybody about um, Feng Shui Your Life and why you wrote the book? Sure. So I wrote the book uh, after, or I got the idea to write the book after my very first Feng Shui workshop, uh, like, like most people, probably your first workshop, you're nervous and you over-prepare way too much information and you overwhelm uh, the participants with way too much information. And at the very end, I, a woman um, raised her hand and and asked, what do I do first? And I thought, what a great question. <laughs> and I you know, quickly made something up. <laughs> And then I, you know, I really thought about that question and realized it was such um, at the core of, I think, a lot of people's question when, questions when it comes to feng shui. Feng shui can be a very complicated um, topic um, because there's so much um, it's a science and an art mixed together, and there's so many different schools of thought around it. So it can be can be really overwhelming and add that to the dynamic of our own home and we are already overwhelmed with that because we can't see the forest for the trees. So my goal for the book was to make feng shui accessible um, to anyone and everyone on a very practical level and I actually wrote the book in a very chronological way based on that woman's question um, starting from A to Z, here's what you do first, here's what you do second, here's what you do third. Uh, so I really wanted it to be um, a very practical book. So um, where were you in your personal career as a feng shui consultant at that point? Was that new or tell me about that? Sure. So I was a few years into being a feng shui consultant or practicing or having a feng shui practice. I, uh, my path to feng shui was, was not very direct. I never sought out to be a feng shui consultant. Um, I actually practiced law for a long time and uh, – Knew, although I practiced law for a long time, I knew very, very quickly that it's not what I wanted to do. And I went to pure design school because I've always uh, loved for the home. And unfortunately, after I got out of into design school, didn't want to do that, which was very heartwarming. Um, <laughs> and when I got into that, kind of opened me up to a whole other world um, of energy and understanding the subtle energies in our body, which led me to energy healing. Um, and then finally, um, I kind of it kind of all came full circle for me, and I kind of brought the energy um, with the interior design, and um, realized that that it was feng shui. So, and I then I sought out to formally study feng shui. And I think so, it's um, yeah, I think it's fascinating 
at, you know, sort of early on in your transition from kind of a more more traditional employment law or, you know, design that um that putting a book sort of up in the front and a and um, you know, I think of this book as almost like a one oh one one oh one book, like an entry level book. Yeah. How did that help you internally in terms of your um you know, your confidence and your, you know, kind of claiming that role as, you know, as you moved into more of like a private practice. Was that helpful to you? Yeah, you know, I think that's a, that's a really good question and or observation also. Um, you know, I, I do, I am very practical. I call myself a very practical feng shui consultant. And um, at the same time, um, blend the intuition as well. So, you know, in feng shui, there's lots of rules um, involved. And sometimes, my practicality um, kind of overrides some of those feng shui rules at times. Um, and if, uh, I still have to look at my interior design aesthetics and with my feng shui. So, you know, feedback I've heard from folks is they love the practicality of the book. And it's, it really is a um, doorway for people into feng shui that would otherwise be overwhelmed or not really into the... Um, you know, so much of the woo-woo aspects of feng shui. Um, so. Right. And I just something as simple as, you know, when you meet somebody at a, you know, I don't know, at a party or something, and they say, what do you do? How is it, how is that reaction different as an author? Um, you know, both from your own, you know, confidence perspective, but also from the reactions you get from people. Uh, as far as being a feng shui consultant? Yeah. Well, usually the first question is, because um, I live in Nashville, they say, oh, you can make a living on feng shui in Nashville. <laughs> and uh, um, I find that comical, but uh, I, I like to prove people wrong you know, a lot of times, so I actually enjoy the um, the banter. Um, but uh, Yeah, I yeah, think I, that for a lot of, um, you know, experts and healers and coaches that are um, kind of claiming a new territory, especially, <clears throat> sorry, I'm a little under the weather, so my voice is scratchy, but especially after having been in a more traditional role, that one of the intangible benefits of being an author can just be um, the ease of introducing yourself and what you do. You know, that it kind of takes the conversation to a a different place that people are comfortable with. Oh, you're an author. They know what to do with that, even in national. That's right. And I should actually use that more often. And I I, I actually forget that I'm an author, and I forget to use that title. So um, I think that's my second book. I can officially claim that, uh, claim being an author is my title. So, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... Okay, let's talk a little bit. What One of the goals of this show is to help people that know they want to write a book, they've already made the decision they want to write a book, but they haven't finished it yet and kind of fill in some of those gaps. So talk to us about your journey from when you decided, um, when you finished that conference and you're like, I'm going to write a book that explains what to do first and then second and then third until um, you had finished the book. What what were some of the steps in between for you? Sure. So, um so I'll have to back up a little bit and um, and just say that writing has always been part of my past. In fact, if there's any um, thread of commonality um, throughout my life, it's, it's actually been writing. 
So it's something that just didn't come out of nowhere for me. It's not that I was a feng shui consultant or energy healer and decided to write a book about it. Um, it's more of um, this is what I'm doing now and this is what I'm going to be writing about now. So uh, I, I point that out because, you know, a lot of times I think uh, when someone gets a book deal or something, we, we think this comes out of thin air, and there, but there's really a lot of history um, or hard work or a um, or picture path um, and then just, oh, I'm going to write a book. Um, so uh, this book, The Feng Shui Your Life book, actually, um, although I just said that, it did kind of come out of thin air. <laughs> uh, I actually had started writing um, the book, my next book, uh, my Mind, Home book, um, several years before. And it has actually always been my, my I call it my baby. Um, and and I had been trying to get a um, publisher or, or an agent for that book for, for several years, actually. And um, this opportunity came out of nowhere. It's the Feng Shui Your Life book. It's a um, publisher here in Nashville, uh, or based in Nashville Terms Publishing. And uh, I uh, caught wind that they were doing a series of um, books and, uh, and sent them for, uh, literally in an hour wrote up my outline. Uh, it was originally called, entitled 27 Things Punctuator Home, and wrote up this outline in an hour of these 27 things based on this problem that says if you want to change your life, move 27 things in your home. And within a day um, or two, uh, got together my proposal and submitted it to them, and they accepted it. It was, uh, it was quite frankly, one of the easiest things that's ever happened to me. Which just you know, wow. it's, it's, the stars aligned, and it was part of my path. Is the only way I can make sense of it. Um, that being said, I put so much energy already out into the universe, um, into the publishing with the first book, or with the with the the first um, that had not been published yet. <laughs> uh, so there was a lot. Even though it came out of thin air, there was a lot of work that was put into it in, in a different way. And what was the writing process like for you? Did you find, so you found a publisher before you even started writing, right? That's right. And then how long did you have to write it, and how did you run into any obstacles there? It was um, all, it was all pretty easy, to be honest with you. Um, I think I wrote it in two months. I just dedicated two months to it, and, um, it was really, it came very easy and very natural to me. Um, it, it was really, a, like, it, the whole process was a, was one of the easiest <laughs> things that has happened to me. And I'm very grateful for that experience because had it been, you know, arduous and, you know, I, you know, I may have thought about, you know, my career as a writer. So um, this is a little bit of So it sounds like you do, so there's lots of, just to kind of catch our listeners up here, um, there are a lot of different ways to write a book, and a lot of people um, that I work with will do, you know, a page a day for a year kind of thing. Maybe they'll do Mm -hmm. three times a week for an hour. And it sounds like the approach that you took was really like blocking time. Yeah. Well, Can you talk about how you did that, how you fit into your life, and what a typical day looked like during this two-month period? Because I think that's a sure. 
I don't know where you got that process, but that's probably something people would be interested in. Sure. So um, a deadline always helps. But even if there's not a deadline... And in your case, you had a deadline from the publisher. So that's part of how you made this decision. Sure. Um, And my... Before I had the book, when I was writing writing on the other book, when I didn't have a deadline, um, I can see how my pattern was a little different when I had a a deadline. But basically the way... My process is um, I, I generally cannot work uh, right at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to go to a, to a coffee shop. Um, and so, you know, obviously space is very important to me so that's, that I do. And, you know, I really encourage people. It, it, everyone is so different. And as far as the kind of space they need for writing, for some reason I need people around me <laughs> to write. Um, being at home and solitary um, doesn't work for me. Um, I need more more yang energy um, to keep me keep me going with writing. So um, so that that I've learned that about myself. Um, I also know that I need big chunks of time. So usually a big chunk of time would be usually at least half a day to dedicate. If I sit down to write, I need half a day as opposed to 30 minutes or an hour here or there. I need time to completely absorb myself in it. Uh, and you know, these are things that I, it's taking 10 years to to learn about myself, and, and I think that's probably the case with, with most people. You know, there is no right or wrong way um, or process uh, that, that works. <clears throat> so basically a typical day for you would look like um, you would know that you had four to six hours available. You'd get up, go to a coffee shop, set up your laptop, and would you take writing materials? Or are you just writing from your head? Did you get yourself offline, or did you combine research and writing? Uh, most of it came from me. I mean, there was there's some sort of resources that I um, refer to in the book, but for the most part, it's all it's all being um, dropped in from somewhere. <laughs> um, a lot of mm-hmm. my experiences as well. Um, with clients, um, but yeah, that, that's pretty. I, I you know turn off the email. Uh, I, I kind of work for a good hour and then let myself have like ten minutes of like, internet searching or playing on Pinterest or checking email, and then I'll hit the other hour. So it's, I do find it important to take about a ten minute break on the hour. I love that. Yeah, that's. Um, I think that's one of the big keys is build, building in. Um, rewards, whether it's, you know, Facebook time or Internet research time or even just checking your email, even if you're not going to reply, but building in those rewards so that, you know, you don't have to check your email now because you can do it in a minute. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's terrific. And then um, during this two-month period, what would you say you were writing every day or almost every day? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, because um, I think, you know, I like to break it down, and I did the same thing when I was writing my next book um, over the last few months. I break it I break it down bite size goals. So, for example, in my um, book, just because this has been so fresh in my mind, this, um, the way I did this one, there's a two, 
two big parts to the book. And so I worked on, did part one in August, part two in September, and then October did all the editing phases. So then, then each part, there's chapters, and so I would break down the chapters of how many, what I needed to do for the week um, to meet my goal. And then uh, in the chat, um, yeah, so I, I would break it down based on my deadline and see what I needed to accomplish um, for the week and then breaking that down somewhat even to the day, although I don't like to get um, to, um, don't, you know, overwhelm myself if I don't meet a deadline for that day. You know, I don't want to get um, uh, too overly concerned about that because then I'll just, you know, that overwhelmment will set in and like feeling like you're behind. Um, so I give myself some leeway within the week um, to finish what I need to for that week. Yeah, so that's really great. So basically you'll look at the whole book in advance. You'll say, I have two months. If I have two months, here's what I need to write each week at least or, you know, maybe even at the level of each day. That's right. And um, do you write the whole thing and then edit it, or are you writing and editing simultaneously? Well, I've gotten much better with that. I, um, for my first book, I think I did a lot of editing as I was writing, which kind of stifled, I think, my writing, uh, my uh, ability to write or to be able to um, bring in the information. So this book, I didn't edit it all as I was writing. Um, and I found that it flowed a lot easier that way. Um, so, which in the beginning was hard. I had to, you know, there was a I had to let go of a lot of imperfections of not editing as you go along. Um, but once I started doing it and, and got it more accustomed to it, um, it became easier, and then the, the writing did flow better. Mhm. Excellent. And let's talk about um, reinforcements. So. Who obviously you had a publisher that you were working with. What other experts or coaches or resources did you tap into? Did you work with an editor? Who who else did you work with? So the editor at the publisher. Um, although I didn't really work with that person until I was done with my part, um, the the total manuscript. Um, I probably could have used a life coach at the time. <laughs> Uh, with, with the first book, it was a, uh, I did have a friend who who was an author, and she was kind of um, if I had questions that, that came up, I could um, defer to her. Um, but yeah, it would have been uh, would have been nice to have a little more support um, system because it, the first book is can be a very overwhelming process. You really have no, no expectations. Uh, or have no nothing, uh, no don't know what to expect, and um, and there can be a lot of highs and lows in the process as well. Um, the, the the making of a because of a long process, and uh, it, 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 you can get um, a little discouraged, and then there's there's a lot of anyway, a lot of highs and lows um, around it. Okay, and then, so, and what about, did you have an editor you worked with? Uh, yeah, the publisher's editor. 
the publisher provided an editor. Okay, great. Yeah. And then all of the publishing decisions, cover decisions, stuff like that, you work directly with your publisher on. That's right. Okay. So um, when it when it came to so now the book is finished and uh, you turn in the manuscript, manuscripts accepted by the publisher. How long was it before you were actually holding that book in your hand? Let's see. I wrote it in the summer, and it came out that next May. So usually it's a, about a year process by the time you um, um, write the book and it actually comes out. It's usually about a year. And mm-hmm. And how was that a surprise to you? Was that hard for you to wait for it to come out? What was that like? Um, yes and no. Um you know, there's so much along the way that goes on behind the scenes that um, that most people don't know about that really takes a lot of time. So, you know, getting endorsements and blurbs, um, the publicity aspects start kicking in about um, two or three months before it comes out. And so there's, there's a lot. And, of course, um, the editing stage um after you turn in the manuscript. So there's a lot that goes on, so it's it's, um, it's a process. And, um, you know, say that writing the book is the easiest part, and um, I'd have to agree. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are surprised by that because for a lot of people, writing the book feels hard. But let's talk about that. So what were the, some of the hard things that happened, uh, hard, harder than writing a book? What things might people not be aware of? So the publicity part, the um, marketing, uh, unless unless that's already part of one's background, uh, you know, there's it's such a different energy. You know, writing the book is a very solitary um, time, and when it's just you and your computer, and then when you go into the publicity um, marketing part, it's you and the world, and it's a completely different. Um, different stage of life. It's, it's, it's the true yin and yang <laughs> um, experience. So kind of have to, the introvert and extrovert part has to come um, into play um, during, during the book process. Okay, so um, when your book came out, what was that, what was that like for you? What were you... You know what? What was awesome? What were you excited about? And then what were some of the things that were maybe harder that you didn't expect? Yeah. So you know, you have this. Uh, you know, your first book coming out. You have all these um, big um, dreams and what it's going to be like, and uh, all these illusions of grandeur. And for me, um, it was one of the hardest weeks of my life. Actually, <laughs> it was. Uh, I was uh, moving. Uh, or trying to move um, into a new house. It was also um, the, the flood of Nashville that had just happened. And then our house didn't even actually close. So I was sitting in the midst of a lot of boxes and um, had to be at a book signing like that next day. <laughs> so, wow. You know, the, you know it's not always script, uh, come, uh, script, uh, comes out, plays out the way you scripted it. <laughs> so... Um, so there was a lot going on um, for me personally um, that made uh, made its launch um, 
not quite as glamorous as I would have um, hoped for, but it ended up going um, great. Uh, so, um, but yeah, you know, things just they never necessarily turn out the way you think they're going to. <laughs> okay. Um, what what advice would you give to an author who is having their book come out? Um, you know, they have a launch date, and it's you know whenever next week. What what advice would you give them? What do you wish that you knew? You know, what do you wish now that you knew then? Whew, that's a good question. Um, one week before it comes out, <laughs> probably go take a vacation. <laughs> Um, <laughs> take a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, if you haven't got your ducks in a row by then, then you're, uh, you might as well just uh, take off. Um, no, seriously. Um, you know, I, I guess just, you know, enjoying the process. You know, what I have learned the second go-around that I didn't the first go-around is uh, during the, in fact, during the writing of the book and the entire process of the book is the energy um, that goes into the book. You know, why you're writing the book, um, whatever you're going through in your life at that time, it's going to be part of the book. Uh, and that's the case all the way up to um, the launch day. All this energy um, is in this book in some way. Um, so as far as leading right up to the launch day, um, you know, staying positive and realizing um you know, if it's your first book, the reality is that um, you're going to wake up the day after and life isn't going to be that much different. Uh, and, um, yeah, on a, on a more practical business um, level, um, start getting your plan B um, in line <laughs> for your next project to back it up. Um, and because uh, it's, uh, you have to have your next, um, what's going to piggyback off to your next project. Okay, so let's talk about your next project. You have a second book that is in process. Why did you decide to write a second book? And uh, how is it different than the first? And how do you hope it will be different for your life? So this is um, the book that I started seeing. Um Six years ago, and it's um, a book I started writing before I even became a feng shui consultant. And it was inspired by a house that I bought that needed a complete renovation. And as I was renovating the home, um, I was observing um, correlated aspects taking place within myself. In other words, I was renovating myself as I was renovating the home, and started to really tune in to every aspect of our home is a um, manifestation or or energetic energetic manifestation of ourself. And this is everything from the plumbing to the electricity to the um, to the front porch to the shape of your house to the numerology of your home. Um, everything is an aspect um, of yourself. And so this is... Um, as I alluded to early, earlier, this, this book is kind of my baby. And I put everything in it that I know. <laughs> it is as far as you know about things <laughs> or about energy and spaces. And um, it goes much deeper 
um, than my first book. It has a lot of metaphysical um, applications in it. Um, little, uh, it has, still has the practicality that the first book has, but it has much more um, in-depth um, meanings and explanations and more on the uh, energy of the home, um, d- deeper energy levels of the home. So this um, this book has been in progress for many years, and I'm very, very excited to see that it's actually going to come out into a physical form. Yay. So I have a... Um, well, in our, last, um, in our last minute or so here, I want to um, just get you to kind of tap into what you think, what you've learned now, having written two books. What advice... Um, would you give to somebody thinking um, about writing a book? What's like the one or two things that you would say, these are the things I wish I knew that I've learned in my process? Um, have a really, really good book proposal. <laughs> um, if you're, if you, that is, if you are um, shopping to an editor, I mean to a publisher or an agent, um, if you're going that route, then the, about your book proposal um, make that your first step before you um, ever start writing the book. It's, it's your business plan for the book, and um, you have to sell yourself on it before you can ever and believe in it before you can ever sell it um, to someone else. Um, and so awesome. it needs to be something that you're passionate about. Well, God knows you are passionate about Feng Shui. So, um, Tisha Morris, thank you so much. You can go to TishaMorris.com. I'm going to spell that. It's T-I-S-H-A-M-O-R-R-I-S, just one S as in Sam, TishaMorris.com, and learn more about Tisha's book, Feng Shui Your Life. Uh, thanks, Tisha. Thank you so much, Angela. Great. And we'll be back next week on Book Journeys Radio. I am up again, so